0: you're listening to a little bit better the podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results in our lives we also examine why we do the things we do we look at the cause and effects of our thoughts our actions and inactions and how they influence how we live our lives how we see the world and how we think and feel. I'm your host, Chris Whale, a life and health coach. Thanks for joining. Hello again, it's Chris. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better the Podcast. Today's episode is all about being distracted by our feelings. This may seem strange or confusing, so <laughs> listen on and we'll get through it. Sometimes our greatest obstacle in moving forward is not what we might first think. It's often not the trying situation, the challenging person, or that impossible goal. It can be something much, much sneakier, and it has immense power that gets in the way of us living and feeling better. What in the world is this thing that handcuffs us so? Well, it's often that we get distracted by our own feelings or thoughts. To add another layer, even our feelings about our feelings can be the real tether that holds us back. Not our feelings about a specific situation and not the situation ourself, but our feelings about our feelings about that thing. Does that sound confusing? We can get fixated or distracted by our feelings, which are biases. We all come to situations looking at them from and through our own lenses of our own experiences. Our thoughts and our feelings are simply our set of beliefs, and they dictate our further thoughts and feelings and our behaviors about people, about situations, and even about ourselves. The stronger these opinions or feelings or thoughts are, the harder They can be to break through when they are having a negative impact on us. Going back to how our feelings can distract us from our feelings, have you ever been mad at yourself for being mad at someone or something else? So you're mad at your own feelings of anger. There are times I've berated myself and felt frustrated at myself because I know I'm being inflexible or I'm holding on to something that would serve me much, much better to release. I've literally said to people, ask my sister for one, I'm annoyed that I'm annoyed and then I'll sit being grumpy at myself instead of dealing with the real issue. I allow myself to wallow, if you will, at my feelings or to just get hung up on my feelings about myself or what I'm feeling. Sometimes I feel frustrated at myself for feeling frustrated at something else or myself, or for being angry at someone or myself, or not being able to let go of something or just being in a state of inaction. That can in turn perpetuate more inaction because I'm telling myself, which is actually distracting myself from what's really going on. And what that does is it just keeps me in place and it stops me from being in alignment with my values and my goals because I'm not focusing on what I should be focused on. And of course, I use the word should meaning by what I feel allows with my values and what I want to do in my life or how I want to feel. The thing is that when we stay in a place of being distracted this way, we stall or even deny ourselves the opportunity to heal, forgive, climb out of ruts, change unhealthy habits or behaviors, repair relationships, and ultimately live happier and more freely. How does free come into play? Well, releasing negativity is incredibly freeing. Think of how light your steps feel, how easy it is to accomplish things, solve or dispel potential problems when you're feeling happy and like life is good. And then think about how heavy and hard things feel when you're feeling low or angry. Even the simplest task can feel like a tremendous effort. Energy can feel unstable or non-existent. Letting go of hurts, shame, guilt anger, all that stuff we get tripped up on, letting go of it is almost like letting a dog off a leash. You know when dogs pull ahead, the leash is taut, and the dog tries to pull itself and what holds it back towards something of interest. Dogs love exploring the path ahead. There's so much to see, and you can see the excitement in their tail, steps, their head swivels, or even in their voice. Restrained by a leash, the dog moves slower, burdened by the weight that limits their movements and their progress. Unclip that leash, though, and the dog bounds ahead full of happiness, excitement, and energy, nothing holding it back from going after what it desires. One of my favorite things is watching the joy of a dog bounding through snow, water, or ripping full speed over grass to retrieve a ball or stick. I always think I want that unconditional happiness. The happiness of being entirely all in and focused on the right now and loving it. Of course our nows, our present moments, are not always joyous. Life carries the array of experiences. This we cannot escape as much as we might try. And I'm not convinced we would want to never experience painful feelings. I've said here before... I believe we wouldn't love or feel joy as deeply as we can if we do not know the other side. I grieve my dad still, of course, sometimes unexpectedly in fresh ways that catch me way off guard. A song, a scent, a memory, or a flash of his familiarity in someone else. And that can totally affect my mood, my productivity, and make me feel like it's a bad day. But it always, eventually, and sometimes immediately, is accompanied by a wave of love and compassion. Those emotions are intense. The sorrow and the love. Grief is hard because it hurts so much and is extremely layered. But I found that when I get fixated or distracted by just one part, by one feeling within my grief, usually guilt, it creates a whirlpool of negativity and self-shaming that does not need to be there. When I catch myself doing that one emotion fixation, the awareness alone lets me pause my runaway thoughts. I can breathe into it, sometimes speak out loud whatever words I might need to hear right then. And then that allows the love in, the compassion and often a smile as happy memories and assurances of our bond, the bond I had with my dad, come back to my attention. Being aware and recognizing how a feeling can distract you from your feelings can help you avoid some of those self-built mental obstacles. And this isn't to say that we're trying to ignore bad feelings. It's just, it's taking stock of the feelings and the weight in each of them so that you can see if they're appropriate and if they're helpful for you to prioritize or work through. You can actively change the course of your day and maybe dramatically, I'm going to say it, your life, simply by not allowing just one unsupportive emotion to take you down an icky path that only makes you feel crummy. The effects of recognizing and overcoming distraction feelings can be felt and seen greatly. It can turn that bad day into a good one. It can also help you change your behaviors or habits so that you take better care and control of yourself and your life. That's big. It may seem wild too in remembering that you can make lasting little or big changes before you've even dealt with the more quantifiable situation or the what seems like the more obvious obstacle or challenge. When you get those distraction feelings and thoughts out of the way, suddenly things feel better, and more doable. You can focus on what you need to do or want to do for healing, goal achieving, breaking ruts, whatever it is, and start the positive, the productive, the supportive doing. So we just briefly spoke about grief and how we can allow one of the thoughts, which is usually an unsupporting thought, take the reins and dictate how we feel and what we do this can also apply to past situations we might shame ourselves for something we said or did or didn't say or didn't do it can also apply to other people and we can blame them for things and whether it's an outcome or or something that felt hurtful to us it doesn't really matter it's just it's more about recognizing when there's one very strong feeling that is monopolizing your picture of the situation, the person, yourself, whatever it is, and not allowing you to move forward. This can also show up in what seems like a much lighter way. I often see people, and myself too at times, not surrendering to be fully in the moment, the fun moments, glances at the clock, checking messages, stopping messes that can easily be cleaned later. And the biggie is that some people seemingly live their whole life through or for the screen, doing and curating shots and moments for the gram or whatever social media outlet of choice. I often wonder how much, I might be judgy here for a bit and calling them over posters, but I often wonder how much they truly enjoy or appreciate these moments that they're going at lengths to create. And just a quick aside... I'm not at all against posting on social media. I actually have two accounts, a personal one and a business one. And I use my personal one more like a memory book or photo album for myself and family members or whoever wants to see it. I use my business one to attract business. And to me, their purpose is good and productive. What I'm referring to here, and you can relate this situation to other avenues of life, not just social media, is when Somebody posts so much that it seems like you know more about them than perhaps they know about themselves. Our world is changing and projecting ourselves socially is definitely part of it for the better and sometimes the worst. Change and growth can be bumpy and tricky to navigate. It can seem in this world of posting everything about our lives online for all to see, it can seem or feel like the intention and details of moments become blurred between what is personal authentic living and simply making moments to show others a picture of what we want them to think about us. And that can distract us from living our authentic life and from enjoying and really being present and feeling the moments, good and bad. Remember last episode, we learned to check in with ourselves and ask, what really matters? The answer is yours alone, only you know it. What matters most for some might not make the top 10 list for another. Have no judgment in the what, yours or anyone's. When we get distracted or fixated on a thought or thing, we're ignoring that vital question of what's really important, of what really matters, and thus... We are denying ourselves its freeing answer. Fixation might be a form of escaping too or not dealing. It can be self-punishment. We might feel a bit lost in life, wronged or shamed. Or sometimes we think, we convince ourselves that it actually feels better to fixate or escape a situation through a singular focus. And to take that to the next level, sometimes we even decide or trick ourselves into believing that our singular focus is actually healthy when it's not. If a method is clearly not helpful for you, if it feels repetitive with the same unwelcome results, it's a sign that there might be a bigger picture you've been blocking out. Escaping through various means, avoidance, or inflexible behaviors, rather than allowing yourself to go through painful emotions, can prolong healing or even prolong or deny revelations. It can build mental and physical burdens within yourself that really never, never needed to be there. Getting distracted or fixated on a negative feeling is the opposite of practicing self-love or self-compassion. It is the act of not being kind to ourselves, which in turn is not supportive mentally or for our goals, for our body, for our confidence, everything. It can lead to self-fulfilling prophecies about failures or bailing on goals or people or events. I mean, why would we do something when we've already decided we can't do it? This is what focusing on the wrong thing can do. It's almost even a bit self-centered. Focusing so much on everything we dislike about ourselves, including past actions or behaviors, is just a distraction from doing the actions and taking the steps we could be taking if we sent our energy there instead. It's exhausting to be negative. It feels yucky. It's energy sucking. How do you know if you are in this cycle? You might be listening to this right now, cursing me and immediately calling yourself out. You might be remembering a time when this was you and appreciating how you came through it. Or you might need this knowledge now or down the road when you're feeling stuck, powerless, or frustrated in life about a situation that becomes all-encompassing. As always, tools to help you actively get through these cycles or these phases include writing it down, of course, journal without censorship, It's the emotional brain dump and then brain dump again and again as many times as needed. You can start with a general focus and continue that way or perhaps you then start to focus on specifics about the situations, about what the feeling does or doesn't do to you or for you and all that stuff. Whatever it is that comes out, you'll know what to do. Just get that stuff out. Another thing I love doing is writing a letter and then either burying it or burning it. That can feel incredibly freeing. Another thing you can do is simply to talk to somebody you trust. This includes a professional. Life coaching is so powerful because it's a conversation. It's a place, a safe place, where you can just get stuff out and kind of sort through it. It's not therapy, but it can often feel that way. Having someone there simply to listen to you or sometimes to challenge you, to challenge some of the thoughts and feelings that you say and ask you if you really believe those things and why. Having that person there can be really, really helpful and insightful. Again, you can find that in a friend, family member, coach, therapist, whatever, whoever. Meditation is another great way. You can recognize the feeling, acknowledge it and send it on its way, or get curious about it. The method you use to name your feeling and to identify it and work through it, doesn't matter. The main thing, the main goal is simply that you are able to recognize when you are being distracted by your feelings. It is such a powerful tool to help you heal, forgive, navigate periods of anger or sorrow, inaction or ruts, and it can help you feel grounded and regulate your emotions. Stop the runaway thought cycle. You can. You just need to decide to do it. Remember the dog we let off the leash? If you find yourself fixating on something, particularly on something you or someone else said or did, remember that fixation is simply your leash. But you have thumbs. You have the power of choice. So you can release your own leash and bound towards those cool things and people you've had your sights set on. Unclip yourself because that feels quite a little bit better. We'll see you next time thanks for listening to a little bit better if you've enjoyed this episode please leave me a review your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast share the love subscribe to a little bit better so you never miss an episode share it with your friends and family you can follow me on instagram at chris.swale and my website is a little I'd love to hear from you and if you'd like information about my coaching, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I am excited to connect again with you soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.